It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Talk Recorded live. Yes, it is so good to finally say this, but it is week one. WTHH, what the hell happened? PTD Live is back for 2018. It's your commission. It's Jeff. I've been waiting to do this for a long time. It feels good, even though it wasn't a real good uh, week one in, out, or in brawler land for, uh, for me. Uh, but we'll get to that in a little bit. Uh, but you guys remember what the show is about. It's about when we look back at the week that was, and we try to figure out exactly what it's called. What the hell happened? Uh, we got the stud of the week, the dud of the week, the sliders I've got up there. I got my news and notes. Um, and we'll get all this in just a minute. The first thing I wanted to, to kind of go over is this damn NFL uh, new waiver system. It, it's, it's causing fits. It's not just me. Um, I've been on the. I've been talking today with some people in the community that are real knowledgeable. I've also talked behind the scenes with a couple people um, at NFL trying to figure this out. And the way it used to work, I could just set a calendar date and things would lock. With this new system, I can't lock the NFL free agents. So players lock at their games, and I think that seemed to work okay. And then I, I set a time to lock off free agents on Monday night. I think I have it set at 9 o'clock. And what that does is that locks all the NFL free agents that aren't on the team. The problem is what, players can be picked up until they're locked. And that's affecting the NFL free agents. That's what happened, um, I believe, when Mike today picked up um, Chris Johnson and somebody else. I forget off the top of my head. Uh, we've, it's never, it's, but it's always been the way it's been is NFL free agents are subject to blind bid. They can be bid on your process and then it gets processed Wednesday night, like everything else. And the only way we're going to be able to do that now is if it's kind of policed ourselves. So I'm going to keep the system the way it is. And I have my fingers crossed. Believe me when I say this, that, Tomorrow at 10, uh, what is it, 10 o'clock, whatever, the waivers process correctly. If they don't, just let me know. Try not to rip my head off, okay? I Believe me, I've gone back and forth and over it. I've had people from MFL. I've had people in the community board look at it and, and tell me I'm good to go. So if we have a problem, we'll, we'll cross that bridge uh, when we come to it. But anyway, with this situation, I want to keep it the way it is. I think we should revisit in the off season again. But I'm going to keep it the way it is. All NFL free agents will lock at 9 o'clock on Monday. If you want to pick up any NFL free agent, you can put a blind bid on them, and boom, then it'll work. The only thing I'm asking is up to Monday night at 9 o'clock, please don't just add them to your team, okay? You can still have an option to put in a blind bid request for it. So if you could please do that, we should be able to go. And let's just cross our fingers. And like I said, please don't bite my head off. Uh, 
and then the process off season if the waivers don't work tomorrow. But I've been in a guaranteed, basically, by numerous people that we're set and ready to go. So that's enough of that crap. Let's get to the week that was. And we'll start uh, looking there um, with some news and notes. I kind of put a few things in there. The first one, obviously, is um, some injuries this week. The biggest one, clearly, David Johnson. Uh, we could say Allen Robinson, and then Danny Woodhead losing hand. All three of those guys are probably gone for a while. Um, Hurricane Irma, boy, it affected fantasy football, too. Uh, some teams got hit pretty hard, not men, which it's fantasy football, so let's not compare it to real life. Let's be serious. But um, put a uh, put a, an effect on some teams. Kareem Hunt, that's a pretty good little debut right there for the Rook. Can't do much better than that. Um, the new look Hellions come out with a vengeance. Some of these rooks looking like they're the uh, real deal and they're going to be able to produce. Uh, high score of the week was the Bruins at 148.74, and my brawlers were the low scoring team of the week at barely over 60 points. Uh, but that high score for the Bruins came at a pretty, pretty big, big cost. So let's get to the game and then look at what the hell happened. We'll start with the uh, Hellions against the Compton Care Bears. And not a good week for the uh, Care Bears, one that they'd rather forget. Not only did they lose Allen Robinson for the season, uh, but just a real dud of a week. Um, Matthew Stafford was pretty good sitting for him on his bench, but it really wouldn't have mattered. Kobe Fleener was decent as well. Um, but just a, a Le'Veon Bell, it's really odd, not even part of the game plan. Uh, below Powell, the Jets are going to be god-awful this year. Chris Hogan did nothing. There's a whole lot of nothing. I mean, when you got only two guys in double figures, and one of them has an 11, and the other one's only at a 15, you're not going to score a lot of points, and Kerber's putting up 73 points. The Hellions on the other thing, other side, uh, lots of big-time performances. I mean, this, this is a huge week. I don't know if Sammy Sleeves is going to put up 25 points of the week, but he looked uh, – he looked like Montana last night. Dalvin Cook looked great in his rookie. Leonard Fournette looked pretty good. His stats, he put up a lot of points, but he is he had a lot of carries. I wasn't as impressed with him. Dalvin Cook's definitely the real deal. McCaffrey looked pretty good. I mean, McCaffrey outtouched any of the other rookie running backs, 44, so he's going to be on the field. Montgomery looked really good. James White, I think, is going to get more involved. So he's got his five-headed monster at running back. And it, it, it really is that. It's a monster. Those five guys are going to be good every week. Des Bryant was quiet, real quiet. Uh, Evan Engram, not bad for his rookie debut. I mean, he actually started one, two, uh, three, four. He started five rookies out of ten, including young Ho Koo. And every team should have a young Ho on it. I just want that known. Uh, but a huge week. I mean, 25, 15 from Cook, 19 from Fournette, 10 bases, 9 from McCaffrey. Montgomery with 17. I mean, when you would have thought his rookies had his names like Des Bryant, you would think Des Bryant wouldn't be his lowest-scoring player besides his young hoe. But it's a young hoe. What can you expect? She's going to get a little more. She's going to become an old hoe pretty soon. But if you would have told me that his lowest-scoring player in week one would have been Des Bryant, God, I hate that guy, I would have said you're full of it. But guess what? His lowest-scoring player in week one was Des Bryant. Now, is this a norm? Or an anomaly. We'll have to find out. But I'm one in the camp that I think the Hellions team is not going to be an easy victory for anybody or easy to beat this year. Brawlers against the Miners. This one, oh, purse fight. Uh, they combined 
Let me get this right. Yes, I think we combined for less points than the Bruins. I mean, that's what that happened. That's all we need to say. Um, it's what I, I, I wasn't feeling very good. Hurricane Irma, I lost three starters. That hurts. And I don't want to make excuses. But then, and I had to then put Woodhead in, and he got hurt in the first series. And he has had a great start. That, that, I was, that wasn't good. I mean, Marquise Lee getting me a zero. Way to go, Marquise Lee. Tyler Eifert, one catch for four yards. Huge, huge. Torrey Smith, one catch. Eifert, Lee, and Smith. I had three guys combined for one freaking catch. You know what happens when three guys combine for one catch? You score 62 points. Um, and there's no bright spot. There's no bright spot. I mean, I had one guy in double figures, and it was Roethlisberger. Um, when you have one guy in double figures and three freaking guys combined for one reception, you score 62 points. And the Miners, well, the Miners wouldn't have beat many people. In fact, they would have beat one other team this week. That's it. There would be one other team. So they got lucky they were playing the worst team this week. Um, and I never do this. But the dud of the week, I usually don't pick the dud of the week from somebody on a losing team. But I got to pick Andy Dalton. Because Andy Dalton was just, he was that freaking bad. And if you haven't seen the sliders yet for the dud of the week, you just have to look at the slider for the dud of the week. Not because it's a cool graphic. I mean, no, no, no. Just look at Dalton. Because... Man, that's my favorite part of week one is looking at that freaking picture of Andy Dalton. But I don't even know, want to know what his stats were. But when your quarterback scores negative three points, which is hard to do for a quarterback, you generally don't win. But when your quarterback scores negative three and you win by uh, 24 points, that, that's unheard of. I mean, Tyreek Hill almost outscored my team. But he had one, two, three, four guys in double figures. Um, and, and Tyreek Hill led the way. But, I mean, he got a zero from Hunter Henry, which I, I did not expect. You know, I, I, I'm sure he he's in as well. So there's, I guess if you're if you're the minors, yeah, you want to know. You got to celebrate that. But he's lucky he played me this week. Outlaws against the Johnnies. Johnnies, welcome to the league. Congratulations and welcome to the lost column because that's where you are. Outlaws, just enough. Final score: ninety-five point eight four to eighty-eight point eight. Close game, um, and, and this one is an easy one. I say, what the hell happened? The deadly duo of the Gronk and Brady were not very good. They combined for 15. They used the average 15 points combined per quarter. And that's what the hell happened here. I mean, Outlaws did enough. I mean, Jonathan Stewart put up 15. I I know Garrett's got to be giddy about that. I just don't know if he's going to put up 15 points every week. But Jordy Nelson did his thing. Uh, Matt Ryan did his thing. And that's about it. I mean, Greg Olson, I think, is going to take a little bit of a hit this year. Uh, there was such a with McCaffrey there, not enough balls to go around. I think Pryor and Graham will get better. Hilton, boy, he needs luck to get back there. Ryan, I think, is going to only get better. So some bright spots here. You know, Stewart, Ryan was decent. Jordy Nelson, of course. Uh, and I think some of his not-so-bright spots in week one are going to actually start to get a little better. So the Outlaws, I think, are only going to get better. I could say the same thing about the Johnnies because I don't think uh, Doug Baldwin, Devontae Adams, DeMarco Murray – Brady, and then we can go and Gronk and Jordan Reed. All those players are going to be in single digits every week. In fact, I highly doubt they will. So I expect both of these teams have a much better showing this week. But what the hell happened in this match? Pretty simple. The New England duo let the Johnnies down. Maniacs against the Omaha Nightmare. Final score, 136.12 for the Maniacs to 99.06. The Maniacs are good. I just want that to get out there on press. Um, they scored 136 points, and the quarterback didn't even score 10. 
that's a uh, that's a good omen for him, and that's a boy oh boy is that a bad omen for the rest of the league right there. All right, I mean Russell Wilson only put up eight, but Gurley with eighteen. Kareem Hunt, stud of the week. This is a pretty good debut in case you didn't catch his numbers because you live under a rock. Five catches, 98 yards, 148 yards rushing, six, or excuse me, one rushing touchdown, two receiving touchdowns. That's three touchdowns for a total of 18 points. But the negative, let's point out, he did fumble. But 43.10 points. He's clearly the stud of the week. Uh, Mark Ingram, I don't think, I think that's going to be the weak spot for this man. I don't think he's going to count in a New England or a New Orleans running back. Because those three, those three are going to rotate in and they're going to kill everybody's fantasy value. Rob Kelly was awful. Antonio, Antonio Brown was Antonio Brown. Um, the, the, at least the Steelers are smart enough that they got a stud that throws to them every time. I don't understand some of these other teams, you know, that have all these. Well, even, even counting Desmond, i got to hate him. But with Julio and A.J. Green and, and some of these players, I mean, Brandon Cook, New Hopkins, these studs should be getting the ball thrown to them every other freaking play. And at least Pittsburgh is smart enough because Antonio Brown is unstoppable. 24 points, and that's a bad game for him. Michael Thomas was quiet. Zach Ertz was really good, really bad. I think Ertz is going to have a big season. I think he may be the number one rated. One, top two or three tight end, I think, this year, Zach Ertz, and you heard it here. But lots of big performances. When you score 136, you've got to have a lot of big performances. And he got that. I mean, 18, 43, 23, and 17. Uh, you know, and a big performance by Hunt, uh, Offset, Ingram. Kelly, Michael Thomas, and even Russell Williams, or Russell Williams. Man, not doing well. Russell Wilson. The Nightmare just didn't have enough firepower in this one. Um, a, a low-scoring week. Stephon Diggs looked great. I think he's going to be a weekly start. Nuke saved it with a touchdown. He's got to get the QB problems ironed out there. Newton, I think, is going to be, I don't know. I, I don't know. I just, I'm not feeling it with him. Uh, his running back, Abdullah, I think he's going to struggle there. This, this team reminds me a lot. Very similar, in my opinion, to the Outlaws team. The, re- the receivers are really they're they're, they're going to only get better. They're good, uh, but uh, they got to really get that running back situation worked out because they got to get someone they can count on. Uh, and their tight end Fedora, I mean, he doesn't even know his name anymore. Um, I guess he's going to Jared Cook is probably going to be a tight end. And Jared Cook, I think, is going to be serviceable. So the Nightmare just didn't do enough in this one. It, it didn't matter if they would have started. Uh, Derek Carr over Newton, who I think is going to be a starter going forward. Uh, Aguilar, it wouldn't have mattered if you put him in there. I mean, who would have known? Um, you know, who would have known? It wouldn't have mattered. Maniacs are just too much in this one for the nightmare. They assassins against, oh, Pinky, against the Mercs. And this one, there's a little almost trash talk, I think, going on there in the, in the uh, preseason rankings I put out on the message board before. But Pinky gets off on a good start, 127.72 to the Mercs, 105.44. No, Hurricane Irma, again, Mike Evans. There's a big difference between Mike Evans and I'm guessing, I'm not sure, but I'm I'm guessing maybe he put in Joe Mixon instead of um, Mike Evans. Uh, And could Mike Evans have put up 22 points in week one? He damn well could have, and that's maybe the difference almost in the game. You know, 24, 25, but who knows? You can't say that. Um, is going to be solid all year. Gillisley's going to get 20 yards, 30 yards every game and two touchdowns. He's the blunt this year. He's going to, he's going to lead the league in touchdowns. So he's going to be a good starter. Lamar Miller, I am just not impressed with. Mixon, I think, is going to get better. Evans, you put in here with Corey Coleman and Amari Cooper. Uh, there's going to be some points coming there. The Mercs are going to be a pretty good team. What the hell happened in this one? They just didn't get uh, enough. All right. They had the two big performances there with 18 from Mariota and 22 from Gillisley. 
But then there wasn't much. I mean, then it, the rest of his scoring goes 10, 3, 7, 2, 5, and then the 13 and the 14. Not anything else to really give him that little extra points he needed. And the assassins, look at 17, 16, 12, 10, 16, 11. But the big difference in this game, the final score was 105 to 127. So it's a 22-point win. Anybody look at the defenses? The Rams outscored the Falcons' defense by 23. That's what the hell happened right there. Don't tell me defenses aren't important. Pinky gets a win because of the defenses. And in probably one of the worst wins you can ever get. The Bruins. I'm going to make you feel better, Mike. I'm going to make you feel a little better here because you're the high-scoring team in a week. So guess what? You you get 10 bucks. You got 10 bucks coming to the end of the season for that. 148.74 to LVD's 102.90. But this win can't feel good. David Johnson done. Could be done for a while. I mean, it's been a rough preseason in that week one for the Bruins. I mean, players dropping like flies, but losing the best player. I mean, you can go out and the best player in football, but the best fantasy football player, the consensus number one pick for possibly the season, at least two to three months. That hurts. I don't care if you won. You're feeling good. You're smiling. You're 1-0. But deep down, that one hurts. All right, so now somebody else is going to have to step up. LVD, the thing is going to be Freeman and McCoy is going to be a stud this year. They're going to, they're going to wear that guy out. All right, Rob, trade him after this season because the guy's body is going to be done. They're going to wear him out. He's going to be a stud this year. He put up 18. He's going to do that every week. Kirk Cousins was, was not good. Jamal Charles, you're not going to get much from him, especially if he keeps fumbling. Freeman should get better. The Falcons didn't look too good. Terrence West may be serviceable. I think Terrence West now is going to be a star, especially with Woodhead out. I think he's going to get a little more action. Randall Cobb at 13 points. I don't think he scored 13 all of last season. Brandon Marshall's only going to get better, and so will Martellus Bennett. So, I mean, I, I, I'm not going to lie. You guys saw him. I didn't think this team would have much. It would have whooped my ass this week. But LVD, there's a few things to like. There's still a lot of questions, and I don't know how consistent some of these guys are going to be, not named Freeman or McCoy, but we'll have to see. Aaron Rodgers did his thing. I mean, you look at the Bruins. You want to get a high score. Here's what you got to have. 16, 16, 10, 10, 7, 20, 11, 14, 16, and 25 from the Ravens. To score a lot of points, you need two things. You need pretty much consistency, all right, nine of his 10 in double figures, and you need a big performance or two, 25 from the defense, 20 from Adam Thielen. So he had two guys over 20, but the second game in a row where defense was the highest scoring player, some big defensive performances this week, and no one even played the Jacksonville Jags defense. And you put that together, consistency and a couple big performances, you score a lot of points, and quite often you are the high-scoring team of the week. That's it, guys. That's what the hell happened. We look at the uh, week two coming up. Uh, again, division battles. Brawlers against the Outlaws. Always, always a kind of a rivalry. Johnny's against the Miners. Care Bears look to get off the schneid, but it's not going to be easy going against the mighty, mighty Maniacs. The New York Hellions and the Nightmare. That one should be interesting. Uh, Mercs against LVD. Uh, Mercs desperately need a win. And the Bruins, who are dropping like flies, get pinky. So we got some good, good division battles again this week. Um, Hopefully you guys had a good week. Like I said, we'll be around Sunday. I'm around to chat again throughout the games. I think I don't like doing WTHH on Tuesday night. I think what I'm going to start doing is get up at 5 in the morning or so. Uh, Maybe I get up like 5. 
um, and maybe get it done before somehow before I go to work. Time is just of the essence for me anymore. I can't seem to catch a break here. So I think I'm going to try to get it done. I will keep you guys posted, but I give you my word that sometime every Tuesday, WTHH will happen, and we look back at the week that was. So that's it. Week one is in the books. It sucked. I hated it, but it's over. Let's move on to week two. Guys, have a good week. I'll be back again Sunday chatting all day with the games, and then right here, same time, well, different time, same place, something like that. Next Tuesday, WTHH, when we look back at week two and figure it out. With that said, I'm out, guys. Have a good week. Later.
With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. <laughs> 